Welcome everyone. Today we introduce three breakers of glass ceilings who are showing the power of women-owned business. Cody first joins us from Annie Capital. She is scouring the Dakotas like Annie Oakley on the range, looking for female-owned companies and providing revenue-based capital. Founder of Boutique Box, Sierra Stockland, is like every boutique owner's fairy godmother who has the magic to bring more margin to their life. And lastly, co-founder of Story Squares, Jennifer Sheets, started a company to help people write more effectively. And who better to do so than someone with almost four college degrees? <laughs> We're so excited to have you all in the studio, and thank you again so much for coming in to chat with us. So I think we should just get started because we have lots of questions. Our Knife Center data shows that only 26% of students taking entrepreneurship classes are female. And even when I read that statistic, I was like, that's pretty low for, I think it's like over 1,000 students who are taking entrepreneurship classes. So what are some things do you think schools can do to increase that female participation in entrepreneurship courses and programs? Anybody can go. I think that schools should bring in successful or in the middle of a business venture mm. um, entrepreneurs, female founders, because I think especially for little girls, for them to see someone, yeah. they look up to them, they can ask questions and just mm -hmm. say, hey, that's really cool. That's what I want to be would make a huge impact. Mm -hmm. I agree. Just more people, you know, you look up to the people who look like you and mm -hmm. act like you. So if we can bring in more women. Um, women and minorities, mm -hmm. I think it would open the doors for a lot of people to come into business yeah. and, and be inspired and think mm -hmm. it's not out of reach for me. Yeah. More representation, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. I think the only thing that I would add is um, inviting women in. I think that's something that we take for granted, that sometimes women feel like they need the invitation to show up to some of those new things. So just mm -hmm. being intentional about that. Um, and then really working on, you know, in college especially, your risk profile should be... Mm -hmm. literally the highest it can ever be yeah. because you don't have a ton to lose at that right. point in life. Um, and I think we need to change the narrative around entrepreneurship being mm -hmm. so hard and so scary and yeah. so risky um, mm -hmm. and help people kind of recognize how do we demystify that to make it a little more accessible. And, and college is the time to explore some of that. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't start your own, how do you support mm -hmm. a startup or how do you support the ecosystem? And so um, helping that conversation be a little bit more mm -hmm. tangible, I think, is important. I like that risk comment because even like now that I'm in college, there's lots of different businesses I'm thinking or like I have a blog and a podcast and it's like, you're right, like you don't mm -hmm. have as much to lose as mm -hmm. you would. So it's good to like learn, practice and do all that stuff now. Definitely. Right. Somebody once told me, they said, don't be scared of failure because yeah. you'll just go on to start your next business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and to have that, again, women ask for permission. I yeah. all of a sudden had the permission of like, oh, yeah, I can fail yeah. because I will start something mm -hmm. else. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. The Kauffman Foundation just released the Access to Capital for Entrepreneurs Removing Barriers report this weekend. And there's quite a few things that stuck out to me. First of all, it states that women are substantially less likely to start a business than men. And I thought being as though you were all women who have successfully started a business, did you run into any challenges that you thought you were faced with specifically because of your gender? I don't <laughs> think so. Um, for me, I think... Probably the most difficult piece would be connecting with other women entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's because there's not as many of us yeah. or, or if it's because we're quieter in what mm -hmm. we do. So I had to be really intentional about connecting with women entrepreneurs in particular because it is just nice to visit with that person who has yeah. that similar focus um, and background mm -hmm. as you. So I don't think any challenges um, in particular other than not feeling like I was ever in the majority. Yeah, yeah. Or finding other people to 
talk to about what you're yes. doing. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I don't think I've faced specific challenges because I'm a female founder. Um, I think it's more so, you know, making sure that you're at the right table to begin with and mm-hmm. having the opportunity to work in really male-dominated industries before we ever went into the venture capital space mm-hmm. and then being in the position where you're running the table makes yeah. a big difference on how people uh, <laughs> respond to that. So, you know, to me, I think the the female card should be our trump card, not something that's mm. allowing us to feel less than. So yeah. I haven't faced that personally, but certainly know it exists in pockets. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I'm the same. I would say yeah. I have had a lot of support and my gender does not play a role in my business at all. Yeah. The challenge, I think, as far as gender goes, would be just encountering a lot of men in the industry who are very comfortable and very confident because it's been familiar to them. It's Mm -hmm. been a male-dominated arena for a really long time. So it's not true for all men. They don't all enter the business world with ease, but many feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. So just being a woman in that space and being less represented has been challenging but exciting at the same time. Yeah. And going off that same report, report, it also focuses a lot on how there's a large constraint for women receiving capital for the startup of their company compared to men. And Cody, I know that your business concentrates heavily on investment support. Do you have any idea why that constraint exists and how we can eliminate it? <laughs> it's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. Um, how much time do we have? <laughs> well, I think there's there's a couple reasons for the data on national venture capital distribution is, is disheartening. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of the main reasons why we started what we did with Annie Capital and, and niching so hard on women was to help change that narrative locally. But I think as far as what contributes to that challenge is, one, you typically invest in problems you understand or can feel. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at the makeup of traditional venture capital, it's predominantly men. Um, there's a diversity issue in venture capital, mm-hmm. just like there is in the female founder yeah. component. And so if you're a venture capital hearing a product that's going to be really female consumer driven or solve something that's very female specific, it's hard to identify to that problem, which is part of the reason why those checks aren't getting written. There's a lot of data that shows that women are asked different questions in the pitch yeah. process. I are, think I read that in the report yeah. too. I was, I was, I'm not shocked, but every time I read something like that, I'm just like, yeah. And that's just an unconscious bias mm-hmm. that I think we all have sometimes. And so how do we make sure that the questions are being asked? Mm-hmm. And for us with Annie Cap, we, you know, we're a fund designed for women f- by mm-hmm. women. <laughs> yeah. So makes a big difference in how yeah. we engage and how we approach our process. But I think regionally, the other piece that we've got to help women understand is where the pathway to capital is mm-hmm. and how that can really accelerate your growth efforts. Because as women, especially women business owners, sometimes we take a lot of pride in doing it on our own. Mm-hmm. We love to bootstrap. We love to hustle. And there's nothing wrong with that if you're able to grow and to recycle your revenue. But if you're limiting your ability to grow your company because you're so stuck on doing it by yourself, mm-hmm. we're going to have some challenges there. And I think for the regional conversation, you know, it's more about how do you maintain your control? And that's, that's why we offer revenue base is that we don't make an equity play. So we're not yeah. taking over ownership of your company. Mm-hmm. So you, the control is still in, like, in yeah. the female founder's hands. Yeah. That statistic that we talked about too, that was so low. I think it's so important to learn from each other. And I'm sure one thing early entrepreneurs are thinking is what obstacles might I face in the future and how can I overcome them successfully? And what have you found to be the biggest challenge in your entrepreneurship career and how did you overcome it? 
this year, I need to talk about the roller coaster. (laughs) The roller coaster, yeah. I mean, I think the realistic piece of it, a lot of, and that's what I talk to when I talk to young entrepreneurs or people that want to start a business, figure out a way to be realistic about Mm -hmm. what that's going to look like because you'll be much more successful if you go into it with your eyes wide open. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I always say that being an entrepreneur is like riding a roller coaster. It kind of never ends, I guess, (laughs) but um, there's ups, there's downs. I mean, there's that high where you're up on the top and you can see the whole world. And then there is that dark tunnel where you can't see anything and you feel alone and you're freaking out, right? Yeah. But understanding that piece of it and then making sure that you surround yourself with people I always say you never want to be the smartest person in the room. That's Mm -hmm. not a good place to be. So surrounding yourself with really intelligent people who have been there and done that. Um, If you can find other female founders, Mm -hmm. I mean, even better. Asking questions and not being afraid for the real answer when people give that to you. And then just continually trying to learn. I think all of those pieces will really contribute to a much more successful entrepreneurial journey. I think for me, perfectionism is the enemy of getting <laughs> things done. And so as a as a female professional, sometimes my default has been mm-hmm. to getting it perfect before yeah. it gets pushed out. And in entrepreneurship, you can't work at that pace. Mm-hmm. And so being really comfortable with something being 50% mm-hmm. done rather mm-hmm. than 100% done, I would say is one of the biggest challenges that I still have to mm-hmm. work on overcoming. And then secondly, I think we... We sometimes have to be talked into doing things as women entrepreneurs, and we have to get better at defaulting to yes when we Mm -hmm. maybe don't know all the reasons or the details or the ROI on our time for that specific event, because that's where so much of the networking and the accidental collisions Mm -hmm. happen, where you meet someone who knows someone who can help you with the network. And so for me, those are two things that definitely in the past have been challenges and still to this day I, I continually try to yeah. think through the filter of how do I get this done as fast as mm-hmm. possible and <laughs> how do I show up when maybe I don't feel 100% comfortable showing yeah. up. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. It's a constant scramble and this balance between wanting to aim for perfection mm-hmm. and produce this perfect product or service that you're providing and something I've struggled with is imposter syndrome. Just feeling like I am mm. lying to everybody. <laughs> I This isn't real. Uh, my numbers, you know, my projections yeah. aren't perfect. And the best advice I got was nobody in the room really knows what they're doing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Make Be educated, be honest, and just know that everybody's going to fumble at some point, but just to keep going. Mm-hmm. I think that imposter syndrome is something that we didn't yeah. talk about on the stage today. But I mean, every once in a while you'll hear that. And I wish we would talk about that more because Mm -hmm. I think we all struggle with that so much as female founders. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's more specific to us, I would guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But someone told me once too, like, you've earned your spot at the table. Um, And especially in entrepreneurship, like I've had bad losses and I've had awesome wins. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really easy to look at those losses and be like, I don't deserve to speak at 1 million cups today, or I don't deserve to be at this table with, you know, um, but someone told me you do deserve it because you've earned it through these things and you have something to share and your story is yours. So be bold in your own story. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think if we can think more like that, we'll get out of that imposter syndrome of like, I don't, I don't deserve to sit with you too, you know, even well, when you brought up the imposter syndrome, I think it's crazy too, how the different levels where that comes up, because I, I'm like thinking about different businesses and starting different businesses and doing things. And my first thought was when I mentioned it to somebody was, I don't think I'm good enough for this. I think that maybe I don't know what I'm actually doing and maybe I shouldn't do this. And so even it's crazy how even when you're starting to now where you guys are, where you are, and you guys are still in that, still have that challenge too. 
every day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that makes me feel a little bit better too. Like maybe, you know, not the only one, but, but yeah, being a young, young woman thinking of my own entrepreneurship career, I really can't help but be so inspired and I'm honored that I get to sit here with all three of you here today. And one thing I really want to know is if you could give any advice for a woman thinking of starting a business or is in that beginning stage of starting a business, what would it be? I'm just going to soak this in. Oh, <laughs> gosh, do you have any advice for us? <laughs> I don't know if they would have any good advice. Oh, yes, you would. I, I think the advice that I would give to a woman would be the same I would give to a man, anybody, yeah. is just try and don't be afraid. And you have every right to start this business mm-hmm. as much as the next person. Yeah. I think for me, same thing, like any entrepreneur or small business um, prospect, to really understand you, what you're good at and what you're not, and own that. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I did a really poor job of that in the past, and I don't know if it's because I just didn't know that was a thing (laughs) um, or if it's because I've learned a little more. But I know now where my sweet spot is. It's Mm -hmm. not in the details. It's in the big vision. Okay, so then how can I use that? That's how I'm built and created. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to use and that's how I want to plug in. And then let's find the other people that are really good at all the other things. (laughs) Um, And just don't be afraid to to give out and delegate and bring people on board that are complimenting Mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. I think that's that's one thing that I would tell people to think about right away. Yeah. I, I think I would just add that, you know, no one has it all figured yeah. out before they start. And I think sometimes, maybe more so for women than men, we, we feel like we need that permission slip to say, I check all of these boxes, mm-hmm. so I'm ready to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, there is no box. <laughs> there is no secret <laughs> manual. There is no, mm-hmm. you know, specific way to do this. And so to create the opportunity to do it on your own. I think if you if you have a problem that you're solving that you're really persistent about, that's mm-hmm. what's going to keep you going um, and continuing to find ways to get you in a position where you're self-directed, where you're flexible, mm-hmm. where you can be really nimble in your thinking, where you're open to feedback. To Sierra's point, I think, you know, sometimes as women we take a no and, and yeah. just shut down. And instead, that no doesn't mean no forever. That no <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean no period it sometimes means no but right Mm -hmm. and so how do we have that conversation to to allow feedback to be more receptive so I think the more the more opportunities you can get yourselves into the position um, where you're working on the skills that every entrepreneur no matter Mm -hmm. gender needs is is a good way to to start yeah and I think I mean, most of we've talked about all the challenges and all the hard parts about being an entrepreneur, but I think what about what's the funnest part about (laughs) the entrepreneurship career? Because I think, you know, it's not all bad, obviously. It's awesome. (laughs) So what are some of the highlights of your entrepreneurship career? I think for me, like I have teenagers Mm -hmm. and they've been around business since they were born yeah that's super cool like I feel like my kids have a skill set and an advantage whether they'll Mm -hmm. ever be entrepreneurs or not in the world and for their future that a lot of kids don't get Mm -hmm. and it's really cool as a mom entrepreneur to be able to have them work alongside me to see me fail and then I talk through that or see the wins and we celebrate it like that's it's just such a cool thing so I would say that's probably the best part about being an entrepreneur for me it's (laughs) Kind of, I mean, it's an adrenaline rush yeah. when it, you know, <laughs> yeah. when something clicks and you're like, whoa, I did not expect this to actually work out. Yeah. And it's so cool. Those moments are what keep you going because yeah. there's a lot of low, there's a lot of hard, yes. <laughs> there's a lot of work behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But 
I had our the first time we ever tested our app in the classroom. We got to test it on on 200 students, and we would at the end of it, I you know talk to the teacher, and we kind of get up in front of the classroom and and talk about get feedback. And this kid asked a question and gave some feedback. He said, you know, well, I have an idea. Why don't you try this feature in your next app? And it was a really good idea. Well, later the teacher came up to me and said, that kid has not spoken in six months, had not said a word in class. And he got to speak up because he was excited about our product. And it's moments like that. I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I'm doing it. All the hard work is worth it. So those highs come. Some days you don't think they'll ever come again, (laughs) but they do. (laughs) Um, I think the the wins from the investment standpoint is that our business doesn't exist without female founders. Mm -hmm. And so to get to be part of their story in small or big ways Mm -hmm. um, is an incredible privilege and a huge honor that um, I feel every day. And being able to whether get them on a stage to share their story or have a one-on-one call to have Mm -hmm. a safe space to say I'm losing my mind and I need some help (laughs) Um, or to have the conversation about you know, the nuts and bolts on the financing component. I think to be surrounded by ambitious, achievement-oriented, incredibly driven women um, is something that everyone should get to do, but I'm lucky enough to do it for my job. Um, And then I think the other big win is, is to Jenny's point, you know, when when you do the great thing about starting your own company is that you do get to make up your own rules. Mm -hmm. And so, you by no means uh, have all the flexibility in the world, which mm-hmm. is one of the biggest myths because your company is yeah. your boss. Um, but I think as we look at you know how we shift some of the equity pieces playing out in corporate America, you have to deal with that when you're an entrepreneur because yeah. you're making up your own rules. Mm-hmm. So from a um, structure standpoint, there's something incredibly empowering in being able to determine what path you want mm-hmm. to work and how that you know blends in with whatever else your priorities yeah. are. All good stuff. I'm just kind of soaking it in. I'm going to re-listen to this like three times. Just keep writing things down. We can't wait to see where you go and everything you produce. But, and it's so, I think it's so fun too. Like the, there is a lot of underrepresentation, I think. So even just sitting here with all three of you and listening to you guys today, it was like, yeah, those are people that are like me. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a lot more empowering. That's for sure. Great. Um, and thank you guys again for coming. But before we go, if you guys just want to go around and kind of let our audience know where they can find more about you and your business. Absolutely. So Story Squares is online at storiesquares.net. Um, you can learn about our product and what we're doing and sign up to be a beta tester right now. Okay. And we are Annie Capital at togoannie.com. We're also on Twitter. So both are where we produce updates mm-hmm. on what's happening from our perspective. And then um, you can find everything you need to know about whatever I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and my website is okay. all C Stockland. Perfect. And Stockland has a little E in there, so don't miss that. Perfect. That okay. sounds great. Well, thank you again so much for coming. Thank you for having thank us. You. Thank you. Thank you.